Hey everybody, on this episode of the MacGyver After Show, we're breaking down the season finale, episode 21, Cigar Cutter. Mike and I have thoughts about the finale, and we're going to share them next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Oh, look at that. For the last time this season... For the last time. It's going to be months till we hear this again. That's right. We're kicking it old school with the MacGyver yeah, After Show. Look at that. Welcome. Aww, Goodbye, man. Richard Dean Anderson. We'll miss you. Yeah. Well, let's watch here. Let's hear it. Let's stay till it kicks in. Oh, look at that. So sweet. So sweet. Uh, wait, welcome, everybody, to the season finale of the MacGyver After Show right here season on After TV. finale. That's it. I, I was under the, the misconception that we had one more, so when I went to go watch it and it said season finale, I'm like, oh. Oh, hmm. Okay. Yeah, we we are having to say goodbye to this fine show until the fall. Yes, that's it. But I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And I'm the other guy on the other side of the table. The, the cooler, uh, more handsome. No, guy. no. Yes. But uh, Mike Kalinowski. Find me <laughs> anywhere with that. You know, just find him anywhere. Guys. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just look around. But I'm, I'm what's it called? The the you want to be? I don't know. Is it, you want to be Googleable? That's true, and I've, I'm Googleable. It's like me, and then like there's a couple times there's a I think he's a hockey player named Mike Kalinowski. I think there's a there's a boxer named after me, named or, Frank Moran. Well, Frank yeah. Moran, that's a cool name, Found Mike Kalinowski. That's kind of the Pollock from Buffalo, New York, which is what I am. <laughs> uh, if you happen to know, also where some great pecan pie is, uh, especially around the, around the Los Angeles area, for free to let oh, Mike know. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you had one for me, but you don't. No, yeah. I don't have one yet. I'm always on the look, though, because I know that's what your jam is. So, yeah. But, you know, this is a great opportunity, a platform to reach out to our fantastic viewers. It's true. You never know where they yeah. might be. And so, you know, Mike, I know exactly where to go in Los Angeles for a sweet pecan pie. Yeah, man. So let him know. Let him know. But as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, of course, Anthony is going to pull up the chat. There it is. One last time, we'll be sharing some thoughts about the series in general and the episode in particular. Let's do it. This is it. The season finale. Now, Now, we had a lot of stuff going in that we wanted addressed. Was that the correct term? We wanted addressed? That's true. And, uh... I don't know. All right, so... Of okay. course, one of the big things, even from the very first episode, they had always talked about was Cairo. We never talked about That's Cairo. That's true. Yeah, we get Cairo in this one. Uh, I will say that I was underwhelmed by this Cairo. I feel like they built it up for 20, 20 episodes. Yes. So it's like, okay, you're in a warehouse and you got a bomb and they called his bluff. I felt. Kind of. But it's like I, I felt like this seemed like pretty much of equal threat or danger that they found themselves in in a lot in yeah. majority of the other episodes. Yeah, the they were in quicksand in one episode. They were stuck in a garbage compactor in one episode. This didn't feel like like I wanted to see Jack and Mac bleeding out. You know, like like bad. This was just yeah. kind of another hey. I, I don't know, maybe because they, they said that bomb was going to go off and that was their plan anyway. But we didn't see any of the people around them. We didn't know how big the area was. We're, they're supposed to be in Cairo, but we don't know. They didn't do a nice establishing shot of like, hey, they're in a marketplace and there's thousands of people outside the building. Yeah. It just seemed like a warehouse somewhere. I feel like this is the problem of showing something that you've built up so much. Yeah. The, I feel like you can't help but the audience to start picturing the, the the craziness and the level of danger that this this Billy Jean girl twenty four felt the same way we did. Look at her. Yeah. Or him. I apologize. No, that's true. Yeah. So it's like that. It was kind of a letdown. And yeah. So it it, like, I would have rather never seen Cairo. 
Yes. There, there are some movies that or TV shows that do do that, where they it's kind of like always oh, spoken about, but they never resolve it. But that's yeah. fine because it never really didn't need to play into the plot. Because then I feel like you've got to meet the audience's lofty expectations yeah. of that. They've built it up for so long. If you don't match that, it's going to be uh, a letdown for everybody. And it was. And it definitely was for me as well. Yeah. Uh, but we find out that we kept, we don't really get to see like the resolution of it. No, they we, don't. That's the thing. Is like We know they got out of it, but we don't see how. And then how they have that, like it's Cairo Day. They take that day off from work every year. And I like that. Yes. That was cool. But, like, it should have been a, I guess, life or death. I, like, we, they've always get out of it, so we knew they are going to get out of it. I, I wanted to see, like, one of them, like, bleeding, bloody. Yes. Like, really terrible situation. Like, Yeah, this is the one thing we were, we were absolutely just, we barely made it out of life. I don't know why this just popped into my head, because I, I think I just watched it recently, but did you see 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi? No, I did not. That would have been a Cairo. Now, I'm not saying guns like that, but just the odds were so against this group of people, uh, of soldiers and, and, and civilians, that you're like, there's no way these people are surviving. There's no way. And just by, it happens at the end that it's, things happen and they do survive, but they with great loss. Yeah. That's, uh, like, I think we should have seen more people than protecting people. The people were, you know, not everyone surviving. Like, they should have just, just met, like, yeah, it should have. The stakes have been so much higher. No, that's true. That you bring up a good point that we needed to see. Sadly, you want to see more expendable people around them. Yeah, that they realize like just how like they were just so fortunate that yeah. everybody else died, but they were they luckily enough made it to make, managed to make it out. Yeah, but we did. <clears throat> we don't write for the show, so. But that's true. But maybe, who knows? Next season, who knows? We could be we could find ourselves in the writers' room. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Maybe just, just yeah, just delivering some pizza or, or some bagels for them. <laughs> uh, but as we were talking about, they, they are, uh, the one thing that I did notice this is we cut back to Max Place, yeah, present day, celebrating Cairo Day. The uh, the green screen work oh. on on his balcony overlooking the L.A. landscape. Uh, I was like, oh man, well, I was imagining the studio, the soundstage that it was like. In. It's it, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe because you and I we know like. Our backyard is supposed to be Mac's backyard. We've seen hills that have that view of the city. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's up near an Echo Park, like Dodger Stadium. You know, it's kind of they've got woods up there in the Griffith Park. It looks like that's where he lives. Yeah, but it just doesn't. I mean, it looks it looks so fake up there. Where they're just sitting there, like. Mm, right. I mean, Atlanta is a pretty big city. You couldn't find a bluff to kind of have that little set built on to do outside i just yeah you think it just it just like showed up as just so yeah so obvious yeah yeah uh but the other thing that gets touched on that has been uh kind of dangled throughout the whole season is that mac shows jack the, a return letter that he sent to his dad that was pretty cool that i liked yeah, it's yeah. been all around the world and ends up winding back to mac they right. could not find his father yeah and mac is just like well if they couldn't find him you what, know what chance do i have yeah, and I'm thinking like, all right. So just because the post office couldn't find him, I think there's many yeah, people I've, that can find somebody that the post office can't find. Yeah, yeah. I've had letters that have like my mom still to this day. Two years ago, sent me a birthday card with a check in it. I still haven't gotten it. <laughs> and the the, ca- the check has not been cashed, so it wasn't like stolen or opened. But yeah. she was so upset because it was a card about with a dog on it, and she knew I'd love it. And she's like that. I'm just. She's like I'm more upset about the card than I am anything else. That I still and we still think like maybe someday it's going to pop up. It's probably like in the tucked under the seat of the, the mailman. I don't know. Oh man, it's, it'd be interesting to see who gets it first. You or your parents? Yeah. Does it go no back? No one's to got it. It's been no. like two years now. It's ridiculous, man. Uh, 
the fact that you said the room, I don't want to bring it up because I didn't know if anyone would know that what that is. Have you ever seen that movie, the I've Tommy Wiseau? No. They do some green screen work that's impressive on it, like of how bad that movie is. But the their whole, whole is yeah, the whole rooftop yeah. scene is all green screen. But sometimes you're like, wow, this for a terrible, terrible movie. This green screen works pretty damn good. <laughs> and I didn't recognize it at first. I know you don't recognize yeah. it. And they're like, oh, that's a green screen. They got that actual ledge there, but the rest is green. Screen. I know, yeah, <laughs> and it was better than this TV show. <laughs> anyway, so Mac is wondering what's he going to do now that his father's this letter to his father's kind of come back. Yeah. Uh, before they can figure out what the next move is for that, though, they get a Mac gets a good little page from Maddie saying, "Hey, we need you in." And Jack, of course, doesn't want to go. No, he doesn't want to go. It's, it's Cairo Day. Yeah, it's bad luck to go work on Cairo Day. Like every other day of the year, three hundred sixty-four yeah. days out of the year, we will do our job. But this one day, yeah, we got to just do it. But I, um, I, I did like the concept of Cairo Day. Yeah, it's cute. It's funny. Uh, so they come in and they are introduced to Dr. Milton Zito, who's an expert in meta materials, and he's working at a classified project. And he Zito is from the original series. There was a character Zito in the original series, if yes. I remember correctly. <clears throat> uh, I'm not too remembering who it was, but I do remember that name popped up. Yes, this show somebody, does that a lot. Yeah, and somebody shared a tweet with us about that. They as did. Well too. And then there was the because they, they had the bounty hunters, that family. They were in the original show, so they do that nice. Yeah. They do that a nice little homage to the original show. Uh, so then, of course. Uh, he uh, uh, Maddie turns him over to Bozer to kind of give him a little a little tour, yeah, and then get him to work on his stuff. So he takes him down to Mike's favorite place in the entire Phoenix Foundation. That's part of the show. Uh, which mm. I think this is the first time that we actually learn his name. Did we? Yeah. I did not pay attention. What was his name? Sparky. Oh God! Maybe I just glanced over that. <laughs> yeah. That's Sparky. Why Sparky? It even, I don't know. That didn't even make sense. Uh, but I, I like I'd call him. I'd call him old blue eyes. Oh, <laughs> Frank Sinatra homage to him, or old blue mouth. I guess. Yeah, he, that's true. Mm, oh, that Dr. Zito. <laughs> this is he. He was a supporting character in this episode. Absolutely. He was a supporting character. And you know, I still do not feel like there is like a, enough acknowledgement made to the fact that Bozer, a man that just does a lot of special effects makeup, he created artificial intelligence, uh, like living. Like talking, gonna be walking probably eventually. Yes, artificial intelligence. Yep. This man that makes masks and got his degree at you know New York Film Academy. Like, yes, there's not enough attention made because it's not even like it's not like one of those robots you built with like out of an erector set in your garage that like you know kids sets have and stuff. No, this thing can talk and react and it's like you have a 22 percent probability of dating her. <laughs> Give it up, yes. loser. That was Trey Smack talking. I want him. I want the role. I want Sparky to become an attitude with him. Like just just become kind of a jerk. I I loved it, and uh, so we do get to see a little foreshadowing. Oh, he's saying Ivan saying that Mac created him. He did. No, are you sure, Ivan? Ivan, do we need to call a BS on this with you, buddy? Yeah, I think it, I think it was Bozer because I Bozer built it. Yeah, because Mac, because uh, we said Mac, he basically the whole thrust of this episode, like Jack keeps teasing, like, oh, he's uh, he's going to be looking to take your job, Mac. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think this is all. I think this is a whole Bozer production. Yeah. yeah huh. Because I mean, basically, that uh, at the end of the episode, <laughs> uh, Jack finds himself on on Sparky duty. For Bozer, I'm so a road he, trip with him. Yeah, if that Mac, shot, someone said just to tweet us that <laughs> picture of that, like the behind the scenes, yeah. and he's just in the car, his robot <laughs> head. I'm like Jesus in the cattle in the convertible. Yeah. So Ivan, if if uh, yeah, so yeah, if I if Mac had made Sparky, there would be no reason for Jack to be on Sparky duty because the only yeah. reason he was doing it, he was watching it because it was, it was Bozer's boy, Bozer's baby boy. 
Baby boy sparking. Mm, thank you, good care of mine, master. <laughs> uh, so we do see a mask that uh, Bozer's working on. Yeah. And, uh, and Dr. Zito's really impressed by that. Mm, and then, and then uh, drops the ball. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's an impressive mask. Uh, and then rips off the one mask that he's wearing as well. Yeah. And it's interesting because the trailer for – because you don't watch it with the trailers. I don't. But the, uh, the trailer for this week's episode mm-hmm. that I watched last week showed Bozer getting stabbed. They did not show that. No, I did away. see that. I, I know what happened. That my, my friend who is a stunt double for Jack on Facebook, he posted mm-hmm. the trailer. And that's when I found out it was the season finale. He goes, hey, guys, you know, season finale, check it out. So I watched the trailer. It was on Facebook. And I did see the stabbing. So the stabbing was not a surprise to me. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting, though, that they did choose to not include that scene of the actual stabbing, which they did on the trailer yeah. in this episode. They cut around it, though, and uh, our boy Bozer got stabbed by Dr. Uh, who we thought was Dr. Zito. It's not, Dr. not Zito. Dr. Zito. No, of course not. Because at the same time, Maddie's getting a call from New York saying, hey, we just found this person, yeah. uh, and his name is Dr. Zito. And they realize, uh-oh, wait a minute. She's like, Bozer! Yeah. And then they take off running. <laughs> and so they get down there and realize that Bozer's been stabbed. Yeah. This guy that's playing Dr. Zito is now out and about on the Phoenix Project. Mm-hmm. Foundation there. And they've got a uh, – Bozer's bleeding a lot. Yeah. Now, this was my this 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 part right here was my first uh, maybe strike, should I say, against the episode? Okay. You mean to tell me the Phoenix Foundation does not have a medical team on facility? I did not buy this for a second. They have med they have like SWAT teams, their own TAC team. They got an armory. They're building artificial intelligence. You they don't have a med team there? There's not a like there's not a med bay? Well, true, because at the end of the episode, she wants Jack to go get cleared. Go to medical and get cleared. So she, that means... They said that? Is, yes. So that I means medical does exist in Yes! That, come on, man. Get him down there. Get medical down there. Something like... I, yeah, I don't know. Or, or what could have... They, here we go. This is a, a solution to write. I don't know how long it... it um, I don't know um, how long it took them to get that in there. Um, but Because he did lock out everyone in the computers... So what yes. if he locked them in their lab together? So Mac is in there with him. Got to stop the bleeding till medical can get there. True. Give them a. I don't know. I don't think the timing worked out yeah. by the time he got down to there. But I was just like, that was like, yes, it was in reason for Mac to do what he needs to do. But you got to have a medical team there. It just doesn't make sense. They, a medical team should have been able to get there. Yeah, before I, the it, there was it, no reason. It was just out. it was just another thing for Mac to do something. They could have done everything with the medical team right there. Yeah. You know. uh, but we do find out, and I do like uh, Sparky's bedside manner as uh, Bozer's just laying there and Max trying to help him. Language like, like, think pleasant thoughts. <laughs> you have a 22% chance of surviving this. Uh, I will miss you, but not a lot. <laughs> so they end up, uh, Maddie says, uh, Jack, go find this guy. Yeah. Uh, find this would be assassin. Uh, Riley, come with me. And Riley wants to stay and hold Bozer's hand. Oh, that was, no. yeah. Look at that. That's where. That's where. And I wasn't. I wasn't keen on Bozer's dying acting in the episode. I wasn't keen on it. Well, she's like, Mac, did you see? She was holding my hand. Go. Like, oh. Zito. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. <clears throat> so uh, Mac ends up making a concoction that can. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Use the little, the little uh, airbrush gun. That was cool. You no, know, it kind of seals. It kind of uh, seals the inside of the wound yeah. and stop bleeding out. Cool. So uses an airbrush gun, kind of sprays it inside. Yeah, I like that. And seals it up. So mm-hmm. which is great. So yeah, Bozer's but, not going to be bleeding out anymore, but no. still he's not out of the woods yet. Not yet. Uh, so he needs to get him to a to a medical facility. Mm-hmm. Which also like, well, why don't you use the medical facility in there? I guess maybe you need to go to hospital. Maybe they have more uh, m- more of what you need to be able to. Yeah, do but it's like a that. knife stab. It's not like a gunshot. Yeah. 
All right, let's stab each other with knives and see how we do. Not that I'm saying I'm a big tough guy for getting stabbed. I'd probably pass out right away and yeah. cry like a baby. But I'm just saying. Uh, so they do realize, though, that, hey, there's somebody here incarcerated from the organization. They get down there, and they realize that that person... That oh, yes, yes, you're right, you're right. I'm, 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 again, this is now I'm getting confused here because I always thought Murdoch was on property. Didn't you? I thought he was off-site because they always had they were, they were always having to travel to get to him. Okay, so I mean, he was off-site. Yeah. So then, why wasn't this guy brought off-site? I guess because they were still interrogating. Okay. Him. I guess fair like, enough. Fair yeah, enough for whatever organization okay. info that he had. Okay. Both are like uh, Murdoch. They're like, we know what your deal is. We can just put you away. Gotcha. Now. And this is the guy that they captured last episode that said, "How do you know I didn't want to be here?" That's right. The client I, I wanted to be here. Yeah. Uh, so. They get down there and realize, they, hey, uh, Mark Shepard, who played the assassin. Man, that guy, it's it's like there's a handful of actors where, hey, we got a creepy kind of sinister guy. Who do we get? Mark Shepard. I is love Mark Shepard, though. His voice is amazing. I get, But I get tired of him. like, And not just him. There's several actors. Because Mark Shepard, he was on Bionic Woman, uh, yes. the remake. So it's like... And playing the same role. He's been on Supernatural. Supernatural, Battlestar Galactica. Yep. So, And these are all the shows that I watch that are kind of in the same wheelhouse. It, it's not like it's a comedy, it's a drama, it's a sci-fi show. They're all these sci-fi kind of action-adventure, and he's the guy. So you see him a lot, and you're just kind of like, all right, it loses it. I mean, and I get, you know, they, they, he's a good, he's a t- wonderful actor, but it's just kind of like... But on the other hand, he's the niche. That's his niche, and he owns it. You know, if you enjoyed Doctor Who, I don't. We've talked about that, haven't I know. we? I say, if you had, he guest starred in in two episodes. Uh, Doctor Who yes. is that an English show? What's he doing over there? Look at that, it'd be cool. And he was really good. he played a little, uh, definitely a different character oh, than he? it was. Yes. Okay, all right. More on the side of good for that. Oh, it was a, that was a really a good, good guy, episode. Huh? Yeah, he's a good guy. And in fact, uh, it was cool because his dad played the older version of himself. Oh, so that was kind of cool to have the father and son playing the same character. Who's he, his dad? Uh, he's another well-known actor. In fact, I think he actually played. That uh, Dr. Zito, maybe in the original series? Maybe that's what it was. That was I'm like going to look that up right now. You keep talking there, Frank. Uh, so anyway, he was a famous actor, so they got to do that in Doctor Who. But that's not what we're here talking about. We're talking about MacGyver. Yeah. So they get down there, and they realize that uh, they, he, he sprung, but as they see the guards that have been incapacitated or maybe killed, they notice that there's a, a bloody uh, a print on one of the key cards. Right. And so Jack scoops that up, uh, takes a picture of it, sends it to Riley. She's able to read the uh, thumbprint, and they come up with the name of a mercenary by the name of uh, Jason Tennant. And they realize mm. that he was incarcerated at the same place that Murdoch was. In fact, he was right next door to him. He's mm. been in there for 15 years. And so Maddie uh, gets a hold of Murdoch and wants to know like what the deal is. Right, that deal? was a little little weird. And uh, basically Murdoch says, you know what, uh, you know, I've just been keeping score. And uh, I realized that, you know, I'm not getting out of here anytime soon. The keeping score thing was kind of like, all right, yeah. okay. Uh, but he says, you know what I did? And it's like, I know I'm not really getting out, but I know other people around me probably are. So I offered this man $30 million to come in and start cleaning house inside the Phoenix Foundation. Now, it, I'm still looking him up. but yeah. uh, And unlike with uh, Mac last episode, uh, Murdoch said he taught Mac a few things, but in Tennant's case, he taught him everything he knew. Now... <laughs> This is where the episode was going off the rails for me. Okay. So basically, okay, do we have two different things? Tom Cruise's cousin, he's in there. Yes. Unrelated to Murdoch and wanting to cause harm to the Phoenix Foundation. Because Tom Cruise's cousin, 
represents the organization. Correct. Mark Shepard, given by uh, Murdoch, doesn't represent the organization. No, although I mean Murdoch has done work for the organization, right? But he does not really represent it. So why is Shepard freeing Tom Cruise's cousin? I guess because the organization. It is interesting. Like, how, how do they coordinate that? And why? But yeah, because I was really thinking this is the organization's big plan against the Phoenix Foundation, and it wasn't. It's Murdoch's own personal agenda. Yeah, and and they're going after the bioweapon that the organization wanted in the pilot. Correct. That like kind of like prehistoric virus. So did Murdoch tell them about the bioweapon? Like, I, so I, that's all falling apart from him. Like, okay, when when he started telling Maddie, like, I told him this, I'm not getting out of here, so I'm going to kill the Phoenix Foundation. I'm like, okay, so it wasn't the organization. So then why did that main guy want to get caught and be inside there? Yeah. I, 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 these pieces weren't lining up right for me. I don't... I don't yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if like Tenet went to the organization and said, "All right, uh, hey, I'm going to go and kill the Phoenix Foundation." I don't know if that was a conversation. Yeah. but it would have been nice to at least name check it. They find a fi- figure out because right now it just seems coincidence. Yeah, very much so. I, I, these two things just happen to be happening at the Phoenix Foundation at the same time. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Um, but yeah, so so that's the virus was the main end game. Yes, uh, but I can understand Tom Cruise's cousin wanting that. And that's why he wanted to get caught. Yes. Because he now knows where it is. But we're missing something. I mean, uh, am I am I wrong in that? Am I, am I missing? I mean, I guess I just went along with the momentum of the show at that point. But you're right. If you break it down, like, how did Murdoch know? Because yeah, Murdoch's incarcerated. He doesn't know that they caught the somebody. They, they caught because the we didn't get... And when, I, when, when they found out that it was the... Oh, no, they... Information has been coming from a guy or from this person at this offsite. Oh my god! Do you know you know what we got there? And Rick Murdoch. I thought that was going to be Thornton. Yes. And almost for a second, because they showed the security camera, they set the camera down or the, the laptop down, and she had dark hair down. I thought it was Thornton. There are a couple of name checks about Thornton in this episode, and I was expecting to see her show up. I and, really and thought this did. was going to be the the big play. I didn't yeah. like that's. I guess okay. That so stick, taking a step back when they realize, oh god. His fingerprints are from so and so or whatever. Check cross checked with this guy we have, or they didn't say guy, the person we have in this max facility. And they're like, oh no. And then the scene cut to the video camera showing the, the prisoner. They were down. I was like, oh, it's Thornton. Oh, here we go. Yeah. And now here's this whole finally, I've got my person inside. We're getting that back. You mess with the organization. We're messing with you. And it turns out it was Murdoch and it took a turn down a side road. Yeah. Like just a revenge plot. I'm like, no, this is the big buildup. This is the organization versus the Phoenix Foundation. This is it. It just felt like the the organization was just like this middle person that really... Yeah. And I know we're... we're like, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but there was no Nikki. No. I wanted Nikki showing back up somehow. She got name-checked. We didn't see her again. Yeah. It was like all of these threads that they could have used to make it a really good episode. And and the th- the main plot was there. Of the organization versus the Phoenix Foundation with the virus still in the middle, brought back from season one or from the pilot, but they didn't really do anything with it. Yeah, they. Made, I mean, they, they definitely built it up to be Murdoch, kind of almost like yeah. I don't even say like the big bad of the season because the organization is supposed to be. Yeah, but then all of a sudden Murdoch got plopped the, in the top slot on that for this finale, yeah. and you're like, mm, all right, that seems a little weird. Yes, yeah. yeah. So about halfway through, I'm kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah. 
so we do see though that uh, uh, Tom Cruise's cousin. Yeah. I like that. That's how we refer to him. That's it. Tom Cruise's cousin. He wants to get into the server room so he can uh, lock out everybody from having control of the Phoenix Foundation, and okay. shut everything down. Yep. And he does that. Yeah. Riley's locked out. Everybody's locked out. Mac and Bozer are stuck in an elevator. Uh, we need to. Riley needs to. She can't do it remotely. She no, needs to get she into got the a data hard room. into the hard hard drive. Yes. So it, it was nice about this is that it was cool to see Mac and Jack separated for yes. a lot of the episode. Yeah. No, that was that, that was a cool deal. It's so a cool, we get a different see, dynamic we've seen. Definitely. So to see Mac and Bozer kind of deal with their thing. Yeah. Which was like, yeah, okay. But then Jack and Riley kind of doing their thing, and right. I like the flip of having uh, Jack Giver show up. I like that. That I liked because Riley's still kind of like, what are you? You what? Who? Can we get Mac to okay? Like, what are you doing? And he he kind of made sense, but he wasn't like, but he didn't come out and solve it all. He was still like, well, it's gonna kind of work. I think it's gonna work. Like, yeah, you would think this guy's worked with him for long. He'd pick up some stuff. Yeah, and I do like that he said like, if Mac had said this to you, you'd you'd do it yeah. without any hesitation. Yeah. So I I loved all that, and I loved Mac. He was like, okay, yeah, what do you got there? What do you okay okay? But do this, do this. That might work. Yes. He's like, but it would work, wouldn't it? And he's like, yes, it wouldn't. He's like, I told you. Like, I love that whole thing. It was great. And then I guess they needed to separate Mac a little bit because Maddie says, is it really a smart idea for Jack to be around all those explosives? All right, Jack, don't do anything yet. I'm coming down. Yeah. Basically just so he could get separated so he could fight uh, Mark Shepard. Yeah, that's true. Stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they had that little fight. Yeah. And the whole base, base of that was just seemed to be that Mark Shepard wanted to let Mac know, like, hey, I know all about your dad. McGar- uh, Murdoch told me all about you. I know about your dad. And again, it, and I don't know what the payoff for that was. So it's like, why is Murdoch doing this? Like... Like, to, okay, to me, Murdoch would not let anyone kill MacGyver but Murdoch. So not he's true. basically like, I'm here forever, so I'm going to do what I can with, but sitting here. No, he would, like, organize something to get out. Like, use all this as a distraction to get himself out. Like, MacGyver, Matt, Murdoch wouldn't let anyone kill MacGyver. Which he wants the prize. If you think about it, he wants to put them in a dangerous situation. If a couple people get killed, that's great. Right. But basically, seeing the way the episode played out, I mean, Murdoch did get to have yeah. his cake and eat it, too. That's true. So he could be playing. I felt like Murdoch was definitely playing the real long game on this episode. It definitely is. Uh, so we basically see that Jack blows the wall, goes into the That's server's cool. room. They yep. get a little fight with the client. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Jack. The client. That's yes, his name. That's the his client. Name, which is a terrible name. Like the client. They got, the client, this, the organization. The client, the organization, Onus. What was the last one? Onus. Uh, ominous. 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 Like, yeah. the, these names stink. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so Jack is looking around, though, but then we get a nice sequence of Riley and This the is client. the best. I have to say, and how that scene ends, plays out, yes. you know, I have to say, soup to nuts, you know, I love that saying, Riley is my favorite character on the show, and I think she's the strongest actress, uh, the strongest actor on the show is Riley. And I thought, like, in picking up from, like, where she was at the beginning of the season to yes. now, like, you can just assume that we did see, like, the one episode where she was kind of sparring with Thornton, but that she's continued that training even off camera. Yeah. Because she really held her own against this guy, like, something yeah. that she couldn't have done at the beginning of the right. season. Right. I think, and she handles them, that moment was great with her when she killed them is, like... You know, you see it affects her. That's gonna. Yeah. I think that'll pay off in season two. She's really affected by this, and, and not one thing she's ever done this whole season has ever rung false to me. Yes, like even Jack's false bravado kind of gets to me sometimes. But like his him and Max moments are always great. The two of them are always great. Um, I think it's. I think for me, Lucas Till, it's just a matter of I have such a Richard D. Anderson fixation with MacGyver. It's hard to break away. And Bozer is. I just don't buy a lot of stuff that he does. Oof. 
You know, it was. I, it, I just don't. I think I liked him on Rush Hour. I really liked him in Rush Hour. I think that fitted. That was much more his strong suit. It fitted him. Fit him very well that character. But this is just. I don't know. I don't, and I don't know. It couldn't. Maybe it's not him because here you have this guy, like you'd said, has no training, but now he's thrust into this where he's building robots, and it's just kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we get a little taste in this episode when we do the Cairo flashback of the old Bozer, pre-knowing about Phoenix yeah. Foundation and, yeah, yeah. and what Mac was really up to. Uh, and that having that just that little taste of that yeah. made me happy not to have that version of Bozer in the series right now. <laughs> like, just him in his, in his little uh, Johnny Rockets outfit, <laughs> you know, just like, hey, you got to get that Honey Nut Crunch. I need that Honey Nut Crunch. I'm like, oh, boy. I do not miss this version of this character. We had we did it for what one episode in the pilot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was oh. rough. Yeah, I was like, oh boy. Okay, sure. Let's just move on from yeah. that. Not to say that this version is a lot better. It's different, uh, definitely better. Yeah, but still not everything that I'd hope it would. Be. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I do like because I think a lot of shows would not take that moment that you're talking about to see Riley kind of processing yeah. the fact that she Great. killed a person and she like couldn't almost get back to her job. She was just like, I, I need, I need to hook this. I need to. Like it was really affecting. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that the, the episode gave her those moments yeah. to, to be able to kind of really show the ramifications. Because it's one thing for Mac or Jack to be around somebody that's been killed or actually kill somebody. Even yeah. though Mac's not really big on doing that, but for I, Riley, yeah. And thinking right that in that moment, I just thought of one of my least favorite parts of the episode. Bozer, you die on me. You're fired. Oh. Oh sweet God, man! All right, my my least favorite god. Maddie moment in this episode. Oh my god! Was uh, as we're trying to get down to, to the server room, uh, and Jack and Maddie are kind of uh, going. Uh, Jack and Riley are getting fired on by the, the organization yeah. troops, and uh, then Maddie shows up from around the corner with the gun. With, yeah, with, with the gun, <laughs> which she's standing with Phoenix Foundation troops who are in body armor, yeah. shooting. She's just walking around with no body armor nothing, on nothing. and her gun, just walking around with these guys. I'm like, you are ridiculous. <laughs> get put on some body armor or something at least a bulletproof vest. you ma'am are ridiculous that was so i was like i do not buy that come yeah, on it was and there was something weird she had a couple agents with her the whole time and i, I know they were extras because they didn't have names or anything but they had like they just stood there with their hands like this talking to her it, it just annoyed me because it, I, it just annoyed me i was like what is going what yes it's like you know maddie i know you want to lead from the front right but you know, you have no body armor on. Nothing. These guys are... Give her a helmet. Yes. Give her some body armor. Be smart. Send you guys ahead of you. If you're not going to put anything on, then you got to put the people on that have some protection and kind of lead the front and clear the yeah. way for you. But to have her just kind of walking along and just shooting, like, basically just... And she walked like this the whole time. Just like... Da, da, da. <laughs> like, like, just like a, like a, like a, like a, like a tin soldier just marching along. <laughs> yeah, I was... Um... I, I did not enjoy that Maddie moment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maddie is... Uh, here we go. Uh, so, uh, at the top of the chat for one second here. Okay. Uh, Mimi M says, uh, yeah, Jack and Mac, but the show set it up as Bozer and Mac are best friends since childhood. I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Stephen, I don't know. Uh, we, Hold on think- a second, Stephen. A lot of people on Twitter like the line of, "You don't you die on me or you're fired? Mm. Really? Stephen, come on, buddy. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like that is the... Uh, yeah, as I wrote here in my notes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, I couldn't even, I can't think of an even better line. Not that I'm a writer or anything, but it's just like, I don't know. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, okay. ma'am. Okay. Uh, I do. <laughs> I wrote down here, uh, going back to the Maddie scene. Maddie shows up with Phoenix troops, looks dumb, walking and shooting gun without body armor. But that's it. It just was just, dumb. yeah, it was a. Uh, so they're making their way to B. Oh, come on, Ivan. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Thank you, Ivan. Um, so we know that the organization troops are making their way down to the cold storage room, and that's where they for all, they keep right. all the materials that they get on these missions of theirs. That's where they keep. Have you ever on. noticed all those uh, all those? Uh, oh no, I, I'm th- I'm thinking the server room. Uh, okay. All the server rooms always look the same with those neon lights. Yep. They all look like. Do they all look like that? I don't think so. I'm trying to. I mean, I've been in a couple of data server rooms. So am I. They yeah. usually have like white fluorescent, but it looks yes. cool. It looks. You make it think it's tech, and you're like, "Whoa, this is this high tech in here." Oh, right, look funky. Uh, so they're making their way down to B nine and uh, to get something down there. Uh, so Mac and Jack are in the pursuit. Right. They stop on B eight and realize, "Hey, we need to get a surprise on these guys." There's twelve troops. We've knocked out six so far. Right. Uh, and they basically just kind of uh, he gets Jack to kind of hatch it into the floor. Right. They pour some chemicals in there. They create an explosion, and then they kind of repel in there as yeah, the explosions like going up. Now, why did they? Ha- this I wasn't figuring because I knew what they were going to do. They're bl- b- bombing the hole, and they're going to jump down. Yes. But why did Max say we got to time it right at the explosion? Element of surprise was it, or or I guess that if they you want to hit the, the explosion to go first, so because otherwise I guess you're landing as it's blowing up. That's not good. You want to explode it. So it starts crumbling as you're jumping through. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Okay. But I also realized, like, you didn't, you had no idea exactly. You're jumping in blind. Those troops right. could have been all the way down at the far end of yeah, the hallway. Yeah, you lucked out. <laughs> yes, the to just kind of land right in the center of it. Hey. Uh, but I will say that one of the camera moves I really enjoyed there was when Jack flips that soldier and the camera just yeah, yeah, yeah. twists cool. over. Yep. I thought that was a nice move for that scene. Yeah. I was like, all right, that really sold the impact of that little uh, switch there. Uh, but then they get inside. Uh, they see all the soldiers getting into the uh, cold storage room. And they realize, yeah. that, hey, they're going after the virus that we got before. Right. And Jack is fighting outside. Matt gets inside the room. Doors close. He jams it using his uh, switchblade. Yep. Uh, and so there, he's trapped in there with him. Oh, yeah. And then basically he pulls another bluff as he goes back to Cairo. Like, I've got this thing. I'll pop it open and we're all going to explode. Yes. And they're like, oh, you're bluffing. He's like, oh, they call my bluff again. Max's terrible bluffer. Yeah, but he... He, he goes and, through with it. Yeah, he goes through with it and lights the room up on fire. Yeah. Uh, and th- I like how this, this, the organization guys like drop everything yeah, they're like, doing. Yeah, we're just, out. We got to go. <laughs> we have to just get out of here. Uh, and uh, so basically then Mac, uh, Mac uh, and Jack basically save the day there. Right. Yeah. But we also have our mercenaries kind of skulking around the Phoenix Foundation. And we realize that Bozer, as he sees a, a, a screenshot of his uh, lab. Mask. Masks. Masks. <laughs> Masks. And Mark Shepard looked ridiculous with that mask on, didn't he? But, but I appreciated it was him in a mask and not an actor that they, yes. like, that his face, and then they did the pull-off. Like, you could tell it was a mask. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, but I did like, and it, I mean, you had to say that, like, early on when he was telling the fake Dr. Zito, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm having a problem trying to make it more water-resistant. Like he said That's that. Right. I mean, you knew it would come back. I'm getting the snarky look from you. Did you not like that? No, I. Where you got out? And like, I, I gotta hit the fire reason. <laughs> 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 really like, oh, you got the special panel. <laughs> that was like, come on. Uh, yes. You got uh, special panels and walls like that, but you don't have a medical team. Yeah, I, give me an effing break. Uh, Captain Hook in the chat says, uh, "What was the name of that?" Captain virus? Hook is here. Yes, I, how's uh, he typing? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they had a name for it. I know it was like a prehistoric virus. I can't remember if there was an exact name for that. But uh, the Chimera? Well, maybe is that it? No, it's it from Mission Impossible. Oh, okay, Two. sounds sounds really cool though. Uh, so basically, then Maddie follows uh, good old uh, uh, Jason Tennant after the mask kind of washes off with the with yes. the, the water. Uh, he grabs a hostage, and then Maddie shoots him in the leg. Ah, I like that. There you go. Good shot at that leg. 
uh, and takes it down. And basically, we find out that Bozer's going now. They, that was the reason that Blondie was there from the episode before. It was like yeah. last episode, she had a pretty big part. Now she's just a glorified extra. It's like That's what? It. Basically, and just the hostage. You, yeah, because I was like. Well, why did we meet her last episode? It could have been anyone. Because now you felt more. The, the, I didn't the feel danger. more. I was like, oh, this. You're dead. This inside. dummy. You're dead. <laughs> dummy gets caught. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just run. If you see somebody with a gun, run, 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 run. Uh, but basically, we find out, though, that uh, uh, everybody's uh, alive and safe there. Yes. And uh, we cut to Mac has certainly enough time to fly to Siberia. Uh, he goes into like uh, just cold, coldest uh, depths of uh, Siberia. Well, that, that green screen looked better than his apartment. I'll tell you that much, though. Yeah. I don't know where they filmed it, but I was like, oh, it looks pretty good. Yeah. And Max says, you know, this is uh, I'm gonna. It doesn't belong to the Phoenix Foundation. It uh, belongs to history, and he's gonna return it back there. So he just drops that that uh, virus back down a, a huge chasm there, and yeah. uh, gone forever. Yeah, frozen sure. probably. Yeah. Uh, and then we look back at Bozer back in the hospital. Riley was there holding his hand. Jack has brought a blanket. Mac made a bunch of flowers out of duct tape. Look at that. All right. He's got a lot of time on his hands. Uh, And now Bozer says, you know, uh, because Riley says, hey, do you, uh, would you want to go back to before you knew about all this? And he says, nope, ignorance is safer, but it's not bliss. Hmm. And he wouldn't change what's been happening for the world. Okay. All right. So that's. Uh, and then we find out here's where it gets a little Maddie Murdoch and Maddie is now at the top of his elaborate death list <laughs> and uh, basically Maddie says you know I wish I could punish you more but you know what I'm going to revoke all your privileges in fact taking your little uh, your book Paradise Lost I'm going to take that with me and you knew as soon as she said that and especially with Murdoch's smirk there was something up with but that book that was kind of like taking away your privileges yeah I'm going to show well, you you try to kill us all but taking away your book can't have your book. Yeah, and you knew there's something going on with the book. Yeah, of course. Uh, and as Maddie's driving away and starts flipping through the book, realizes some pages are missing. Yeah. And then we cut to <laughs> Murdoch has stuffed those pages into his nose and mouth to kind of basically suffocate himself, which I don't buy. That could really happen. I don't either. I... But And then I also feel like for a high security One guard is like, open the dirt gate. Yes. What? One guy on this guy? That seems so ridiculous to me. And I would not open that gate until you had medical right there. Yeah, I... So that I didn't buy, but of course Murdoch is faking, kills the guard, and then you see at the end of the episode he starts walking out of the cell. Whether he makes it out of that facility, who knows? Right. But I think the assumption is, given how crafty he is, he can make it out of there. Uh, let's see. Uh, they want to know why they couldn't destroy the virus in the lab. They could have. Well, I think. Yeah. I you know I, actually, I think Mac probably took it on his own. Probably. I think I, Max stuck that out. But I also thought it was... Expl- I, I thought it had, had explo- uh, perished in the explosion. Like, mm. heat had ah, destroyed the virus, yeah. but clearly it didn't. I guess it had been protected in that little yeah. glass case that it was in. Uh, so, <laughs> we also find, though, the, uh, the very, very end of the episode, too, as well, is that uh, Sparky comes back, Jack rolls up... It rolls up in that convertible with... Man, Bowser's eating. It's going to be a road trip movie. This is ridiculous. So I like my voice better than his. I do. I, I normally do not like uh, pimp myself out, but I think my voice is ten times better than Sparky's. I feel like you could mature and have your voice. Like he's he's, he's matured. He's, yeah, uh, he updated his programming, and now your voice. Oh, I sound like I sound like version one. That's like version twenty-two. He's <laughs> very smooth English gentleman. <laughs> I was like speaking spell. <laughs> But uh, Mur- uh, MacGyver tells Jack Lee, you know what? I'm going to go out and try to find my dad. Yeah. And Jack says, you know what? Hey, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it right now. I'm heading out there with you. Like, that's it. Like, Jack is not has nothing packed. No. 
Let's uh, do it. It's like, all right, uh, let's just go. And we have to stop by Vegas because every road trip involves Vegas. Yeah. And uh, and the robot the robot is coming along. One, I don't understand why Jack has to have the robot with him. Why did he? Yeah. Can't he you just he, turn it off? He says he's on Sparky duty because Bozer's in the hospital. Now, but, he, but Bozer's been many times on the field in locations and stuff, and that robot's been fine at the Phoenix yeah. Foundation. Why does he need to be with him now? Now, why didn't they just put him in the hospital with him? Where he's being, t- and yes. you know, I'm sorry. He just got stabbed with a knife. A gunshot would have been better, like a knife wound. Yeah, like, or maybe at least Sparky needs his brother. Mike's boy. Yeah, it could be his brother. <laughs> um, I don't know why the robot. And, and I, it, but this- if if we get a season two and it's Mac and Jack traveling the country with Sparky, I'm all for it. I think I don't think that's what we're going to get at all. I think we're gonna, they're going to show back up at the Phoenix Foundation, and time is going to be passed. And that's what we're going to get. And Sparky does mention in this episode that he can't walk yet. So you know that oh, that's God, coming. They're, if they're carrying him around, and, oh, my God, look at him back. <laughs> Almost like, like Chewbacca and C-3PO. Oh, God. <laughs> Slow down, my servo processors. Who taught you how to run? Oh, so I cannot believe that they're going to be going on a road oh, trip. And Mac does love, or not Mac, uh, Jack does love Star Wars. He's always quoting it. Yep. So you figure he's going to strap him on his back he's and like, start running. Put down golden rod. He's like, nah, I'm not gold. Mm, clear resin. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. <laughs> <laughs> We've got three PO in a hot solo right there. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, other than Murdoch leaving, which I guess you you don't want a character that that is that dangerous, just incarcerated the whole right. time. So you got you know he has to get out at some point. Uh, but is this an ex- in terms of where Jack and Mac yeah. and the rest of the crew are left? Are you happy with this kind of a way we're ending the season with them just going to go on a road trip to find Mac's dad? I don't know, man. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed in this finale. I thought we were going to get the organization against them. Some revelations with Nikki in there. Nothing, man. Nothing. Yeah. They, 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 I don't know, man. I feel like yeah, we have not really delved much into the organization, which no. I feel maybe we need to do that in season two. But I don't think no we're going to talk about it. I think it's done. Man, I don't. I, I feel like we we like, haven't even wh- touched on where Thornton's is Thornton. Deals. Where is Thornton? Why is this not addressed? It, I think there's bad blood with the actress. That's got to be. It, it must be because I feel like it's so weird. They to just not have wiped this. her off, and that was it. That seems so weird to me. Yeah, it's, something is up with that. We got to find out. Yeah, because they, they don't mention her. They don't mention. They don't show the actress ever. They don't right. say, "Hey, let's talk to Thornton." Do you want to do let's, a road trip this summer? We'll go find Thornton. Let's get Sparky. Oh, God. We'll do a road trip. Mm, don't bring it up on me, boys. <laughs> We're on a mission to find Thornton to find out what really went down this on this, this series this season. Uh, so we end that episode there. Uh, I feel like uh, people in the chat, uh, at least some didn't feel like they liked the ending. For they don't like the ending either. Uh, and I, I, better, I, I feel like the season premiere, Let's we need to find Mac's dad. If we're going to end the season with them looking for it, I would start the season at least what's, finding but what, it. But what's Mac's dad going to bring to the table? If he's there, know. like, what is his? I mean, unless it's Richard D. Anderson, which is not happening. No, but he's he is the producers. I said I think they, that that's not what his dad is, and the Richard D. Anderson has said he does not want to be a part of the show. But and I'm like, but, I'm like, really, Richard? You're it, never doing anything. I know. But he's, you know, he's probably one of those guys that's not an actor anymore. He's probably just living a life. Probably maybe I don't know. Do you think maybe the producers put Sparky in there to kind of sweeten the pot for Richard Dean? So like, hey, you know what? What if we also have a robot hey, in there too? on your show? You never had a robot. We got your son as a robot. <laughs> Think about the interactions there. That's Think of that. Guys, you know, I wasn't going to do it, but now you mentioned the robot. A robot. I'm in. Huh? Really? <laughs> Does he walk? Well, not yet. No. <laughs> Can I help him? 
Can I design the legs for him to walk? There you go. Yeah, we'll work that in there. That's that's your character arc for season two. I'm in. <laughs> we'll I'm see. In. We'll see you on Monday, Richard. All right. Hello, Max Senior. All right. So as we get ready to wrap up, all in all, uh, overall, what did you think of this first season, of MacGyver? Happy, disappointed, just kind of tepid about it. I'm t- tepid. It's not a bad show. No, it's not a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. It is a very safe network show. That's why I talk about I, I host uh, Taken as well here on After Buzz. That show does not feel like a network show because they really push the boundaries a lot of the times. They have very similar storylines going on where they have a character that's incarcerated in an offsite facility that they got in season one. He's the guy that killed uh, the main character's daughter, but he's also the head of a Colombian cartel, so they, he's so much more valued, valuable to them alive because they keep getting information from him. But the the guy's team is trying to get him out, so they have the main character under surveillance. They've infiltrated his whole life, and he doesn't know it. So it's this ongoing thing, and it's so much more dangerous. And they really push the envelope of network television. They torture people. It's not, And this, MacGyver would not do that, but... It just shows they're two. They're both network shows, but it just shows you that it can be done, and it, it's just the higher stakes. Yeah. Where this, it plays it very safe, but CBS is a very it knows what works for its network. It knows what works for Middle America, which is a lot of their audience. You know, it hits all the beats that it needs to hit. It's like a CSI or a NC. They have a formula done, yeah. and they know what works for their network. I'm hoping that we get to see a nice little uh, evolution between season one and season two. I, yeah, it'd be nice. And a lot of shows do do that. You yeah. know, this was interesting because. A lot of shows take a season or, or half season to find its footing. I feel like this season everything was the same, and not for bad, not bad, not yeah. good. It was just there never was like, oh, this is the episode where it really kicked it up a notch. Yes, like I've noticed that with Taken, They're, they do only ten episodes, but it's around the sixth or seventh where it's like, oh, 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 they found their stride. The cast oh, nice. has found its stride together. It's going now. And the first ep- five or six were really good, but it, it hit its stride. But mm. for this show, it it it. Just seemed all the same. Yeah. So, so I'm curious. So so maybe I mean season two really and and shows have really uh, changed come into a second season. They usually you know Parks and Rec I think was a big one. Like the first season true. is not good and the second season was brilliant. Let's hope that's the case here. So I, I hope so. As long as Sparky's walking, then that's all we need. If he's walks. Oh my god. <laughs> I he's love like. It. Oh, that would be the best. If he's yeah. out on missions, I would, that I'm all he in. His hands are going. It's like <laughs> Jack. And, and Jack's Jack's like, don't, don't touch me, robot. Don't touch me, robot. Like, Your face is so soft. I want almost kind of like a budding relate ro- romance between the robot and Jack. Maybe he's his his bravado. Oh, these servos. I don't know what I'm feeling. <laughs> be careful, Jack. I love you. Did you just say you love me, robot? That's right. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> I misspoke. Uh, all right. As we're getting ready to wrap up, Ivan Soto in the chat says, remember, Chuck, Frank, uh, we didn't know much of Fulcrum until season two. We'll probably learn more and more, much more about the organization in season two. I really should if check this Chuck out, shouldn't I? A, Everyone I talks about it. it. It's all, yeah, you don't I don't it. like screwball stuff, though. Well, Is Chuck a screwball? Not so much. There's some, there's, a, you know, it's a nice mixture of some comedic moments and also some dramatic action moments. Okay. Well. I think you'd like it. It's no Doctor Who, but you'd like it. Oh, I can't stand Doctor Who. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We have reached That's the it. end of the Gosh. season. Holy cow. You know, I know everybody there in the chat, you didn't think it was possible. You're like, how, how can these two guys cover an entire show 
for an entire season. At 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> and we did it. We did it, folks. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for hopping in the chat. Thanks so much for joining us this entire season as we broke down every episode of MacGyver. And you know what? We enjoyed it so much. We're going to do it again for season two. Here we are. Yeah, we are. Yep. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Uh, even if you don't want us to, we're still going to do it. So get ready. <laughs> but in the meantime, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. And if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Mike, where can they find you? Find me at tw- on Twitter, at Mike Kalinowski. You know what I'm going to do over this hiatus? I'm going to build a robot. <laughs> I want to have him sit yes. next to us. Oh, I would love that. I'm going to build a robot. I, I'm going to find it. I'm going to build us a robot. Yep. I'm so excited for season two. I am so excited for that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, You can also see Mike on Taken. You can see him on DC uh, Movie News. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. DC Movie News, uh, Taken, uh, Into the Badlands, and Iron Fist. And uh, Character Corner. And Character Corner. Yeah, Yeah. Just everywhere. And just, you know, just any, and again, hit them up with your pecan pie uh, selections there. Please do. There you do that. Uh, For me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Happy Go Jackie. Folks, it's been a pleasure breaking down MacGyver with you. We're going to break it down again with you in season two coming this fall. Until then, have a great summer. Uh, Enjoy your switchblades. Uh, Switchblades. (laughs) Swiss Army knives. Enjoy those. Enjoy them. Yeah. And build a robot, folks. Build a robot. Your life will be immeasurably improved with the use of a robot in your life. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Oh, oh, so close. Gang. So close. And the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of Afterbuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Afterbuzz TV or its owners or principals.